You're listening to Fourth and Rank. Hello, everybody. My name is Matthew Rieger, and you're listening to Fourth and Wrecked. Thank you for tuning back in to episode four. Today, we will be talking about race number three of the Great Lakes Lightning Sprint season. Heading into this race, I already had two races announced under my belt from Silver Bullet and from Mount Pleasant. And I was starting to gain a little bit more confidence, but as with a newly announcing, I was still a little bit nervous, but I was able to conquer this fear a little bit through the season just by pretending to announce, uh, and it definitely helped. But now came race number three of the season, this time at Merritt Speedway. The nerves were starting to settle down, but once I arrived at the track, they all came back. This place was packed. There were campers everywhere, and the stands at the track were also packed. The pits were packed. This place was, for dirt racing, I I thought this place was packed. This is crazy. However, this didn't stop me from performing like I normally do. The next race was on May 28th on Memorial Day. Before qualifying got underway, they actually had taken every single car in the pit area and put it on the track to celebrate Memorial Day, and they filled up the entire track. There were so many cars there. Uh, But now qualifying was on deck, and the car count came back up to 20 cars. Third week in a row, but still the man of the hour, the number 55 of Matt Cogley, pulled to the top of qualifying. The top 10 as follows, Matt Cogley over Brendan Cascadden, Justin Ward, Ricky Droke, Richard Clay Sr., Arlie Cooper Jr., Lindsey Erickson, Jacob Shabai, Mac Erickson, and Noah Wilfong. And now, all the 20 cars got resorted out into their respective heat races. Now it's time for heats. Heat 1 on deck, won by Matt Cogley, followed by Lindsey Erickson, Noah Wilfong, Bella Erickson, E.J. Siska, Bud Schrader, and Ricky Droke. Unfortunately, Ricky Droke did not finish his heat race and was unable to start the feature. Heat 2 was won by Brendan Cascadden, followed by Jacob Shabai, Jerry Napier, Bobby Miller, Richard Clay Sr., Dalton Pipgrass, and Paul King. Unfortunately, also during the heat, Dalton Pipgrass and Paul King had gotten to an wreck, which ended both of their days. Heat 3 was won by Justin Ward, followed by Mac Erickson, Arlie Cooper Jr., Chad Colley, Kevin King, and Jake Erickson. However, Jake did not either start the heat nor the feature. Top two from each heat now get to redraw with the drivers, including Matt Cogley, Lindsey Erickson, Brendan Cascadden, Jacob Shabai, Justin Ward, and Mac Erickson. And now, unlike last week's second place start, Justin Ward was able to pull the lucky number one spot with Matt Cogley to his outside. Now, out of the 20 cars that showed up, only 16 cars were able to start the feature, with Justin Ward and Matt Cogley on the front row. The green flag waves and the Matt Cogley started outside at row number one will pull to the race lead. Mac Erickson was able to make a move and make the outside lane work and able to grab third, the top three being Matt Cogley, Justin Ward, and Mac Erickson. After two laps, Brendan Cascadden was able to pull by and grab the quick number third spot from Mac Erickson. Lap traffic now in play, and Matt Cogley will be the first to see it. 
One by one, Matt Cogley continues to pick through lap traffic to create space between him and Justin Ward. While Matt was working through lap traffic, Brandon Cascatton was able to slide by Justin, now take control of second place. Caution flag out for the number 21 of Jacob Shabai, who was unable to continue. Green flag waves again, but now the backstretch on the opening lap. Brendan was able to snatch the lead away. Now it's Brendan's turn to make his way through lap cars. Brendan Cascadden pulls away, but the battle is on between Matt Cogley and Justin Ward. Matt Cogley wins the battle between him and Ward, but nobody could defeat the man in the zero, and Brendan Cascadden was able to pull through and win at Merritt, making it back-to-back. Top 10 being... Brendan Cascadden, Matt Cogley, Justin Ward, Arlie Cooper Jr., Mac Erickson, Richard Clay Sr., Lindsey Erickson, Noah Wilfong, Bella Erickson, and Jerry Napier. Overall, I honestly like this race. Uh, it was a lot cleaner than the first two races, and it actually was the first race of the season that got recorded. So I honestly was able to go back and was able to look at that and see where I need to improve and there are places I need to improve. Hello, everybody. At this time, we'd like to take the time to talk to the driver number 16, Noah Wilfong. Noah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, I am doing great. Uh, well, it's been three months since our last race. How are you holding up this offseason? Um, well, it's kind of long, kind of uneventful usually. Just living life through school, trying to graduate. Yeah, and graduate. Um, I know one thing that was helping me out uh, with announcing last year is you're going to UNOH next year. Uh, tell me a little about about that. Yeah, so I am applied and accepted to University of Northwestern Ohio for high-performance motorsports, automotive, and robotics. So that'll be my full-time gig for the next four years and hopefully trying out for their race team, if not racing for myself and continuing what I'm doing now. Yeah, and... <clears throat> wow. Okay. But anyways, uh, you look back on this season, right? How would you rate your season on a scale from 1 to 10? 1 being terrible, and then 10 being, I'm, I'm going to say championship, but I know uh, Justin got the championship. So 1 one to 10, how do you feel? I'd come out and rate it as a 10. I mean, it was a good year, solid performance for our first like full year with a stable car on dirt with everything squared away where we didn't have any major issues throughout the year, I call it a win. Yeah. And you guys look at last season compared to this season, like what improvements did you guys make besides making all the races? Oh, we, we had to rebuild the front of the car last year, but that helped. It also forced us to get a new wing up on top. That helped so much. Um, partway through the season, we had to rebuild our wing after track, but it actually improved. It made it more stable. It was a lot of every week coming out and trying something a little bit different with a setup. A lot of our old race buddies chipped in and just learning to drive dirt in general and get a setup that works. Yeah, and after the uh, last race of the season, your dad mentioned to me uh, that after, I believe, the second merit race, you got a top five every single rest of the races of the season with a record seven top fives and ten top sends. That's incredible for you guys. I mean, extremely. I mean, the only times we missed top fives and tens this year was really when we didn't finish the race. And some of it was our fault. Some of it wasn't. Some of it was mechanical failure. Some of it wasn't. We learned. We lived. Everything got better. 
Yeah, and you guys, I, so are you with uh, your you starting UNOH next year? Uh, do you guys have a plan for how next year is going to go? Uh, we're kind of playing it by ear right now. We're we got a couple ideas we're tossing around. I don't know how it's going to work. We just know we're going to make something work. Yeah, and do you, would you guys like to be back with the the Great Lakes Lightning Sprints? Um, well, I'd love to be with the Lightning Sprints. It's all kind of how things fall. It'd be nice to be racing something a little closer to college. The only issue with the Lightning Sprints is they're all tied up in Michigan. But if it comes down to it, yeah, we'd love to. Well, it's okay. Um, I know a lot about that. Uh, with the closest race uh, that was supposed to be the season for, I'd say, the Ohio guys like me and Matt Cogley uh, was – butler but butler got canceled by rain so yeah about making out all the shows in michigan it's something a little closer uh does sound nice so well i mean butler's already closest for me that's our well i guess it's their stacking closest track it's about 40 between there and 96 yeah and actually the race that we just talked about uh earlier in the episode was merit and merit is five hours north of me so it's um Quite of a hike, but honestly, it was probably one of my favorite tracks this season, by far, by far. I mean, the facility's worth it. It's a great facility between there and Tri-City. They're both great places to race. The track crews are excellent. It's probably the biggest crowd we get all year at both those tracks, and it's probably the place where we get the biggest support or recognition at a track as well. Yeah, no, I love how you mentioned Tri-City. Tri-City we went to twice this year. I know that one's another hike away, about like four hours. But that one was another fun track for me. Um, it was great to make the drive out there. The drive back wasn't as fun because uh, it was at 1 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. But um, the drive to there, um, it was fun. Very nice, relaxing, going down I-75. Um, but that's a both those tracks. The facility is excellent. You get the show. It was cool to be partnered up with Great Lakes Super Sprints at one of them and great to be with All-Stars at the next one. It's pretty cool to be on Flow. And those tracks are just, the, the track itself is something completely out of the world. You look at the track and they look the same, but they do not drive the same. Yeah, and one of the thing about Tri-City that I like is also got an asphalt track on the outside of the dirt track, which it honestly looks cool. It looks like a misshapen house that's a five-sided pentagon shape sort of but it would look really fun to race and i was trying to look for videos of them racing but i mean it looks really cool from a spectator standpoint but i went to that track and it was still paved but when you get on that thing and that little dirt track it, it gets kind of scary when you're like yeah i'm i'm a track a car length away from being on the asphalt when you bite that asphalt you just it rolls and that track's just a whole lot of character. The two times we went there, the track was polar opposite of itself. Yeah. And like I said, you you, you mentioned that we were paired up with the Great Lakes traditional sprints and the super sprints, and then also with the all-star sprints on Flow Racing. That was actually a fun experience for me. How did that feel on like uh, your perspective for being on Flow Racing? Well, during the race, when we... My family, when we used to race quarter minutes, those we went to USACs and those would be nationally broadcast on Facebook. I was always taught when it's big broadcast, kind of when you're racing, you just got to put that out of your mind. You got to stay in just another race another day. But then after you can be able to go watch it on like the Flows channel, it's it's pretty cool. You see you on a place where you used to watch your legends. Speaking of legend, I got an off-topic question for you. Do you have a favorite driver growing up? 
Uh, I feel like I might know this one, but some uh, uh, other people might want to know. So from the cup world, my favorite driver growing up was Kyle Busch. It all kind of started with M&Ms at Bristol and just the fact that we went to Bristol every year and grew from there. But actually, from a, a sprint car standpoint, my favorite driver and one of my idols is Zeb Wise. One of my first quarter midgets we bought from him, actually. Yeah. I know I mentioned <clears throat> you had uh, some future plans after UNOH. Uh, what was your what's your dream for, I'd say, a couple years down the road? Like, what does 10 years look like for Noah Wilfong? Just going to drive for somebody. Uh, making cup would be cool, but... I think I'd rather stay dirt. Dirt is a whole other, another level, another experience. It's a lot more unpredictable, and I think it just takes another skill. So probably driving modifieds or late models, maybe sprint cars, kind of see where it goes. Do you have any uh, sponsors or anybody you want to thank for how well this season went for you guys? Yeah, actually a couple. Uh, so without Klein Mobile Repair and Klein Auto, none of this would have been possible without their sponsorship, and they helped fund a lot, big part of our team. Without my parents, um, me and my dad out in the shop every night, mom cooking food in the trailer. Uh, Bob Harder, big shout out to him. He helped make that car set up and run and fix it when it broke. And Mike and Jamie Roush were there, also there helping with the setup and donating their scales for the season. Like I said, you guys have made major improvements, including three heat wins. What after the first one? How were how'd you feel about winning the first one? Oh, the first one. I still go back and watch that heat race video all the time. Cause that one was interesting because it was one of the first times that car just clicked and it just I didn't have to think about how to throw it in the corner. It just went. It, it, it's when everything started to kind of come together for me. When everything the between gas and brake and turning left to go right, it all just started to click at that point. It was unreal. Yeah, and you guys look at, uh, again, your season with the best finish of third. I uh, don't remember where that actually came from. I'm, I'm the announcer. I should know this. But uh, best finish of third, do you guys think you could get a second or first place next season? We 100% believe we can. We were close a couple times this year. Just couldn't pull it off. Uh, I mean... We're happy with what we can get with what we can get with the car we have. When you're running a car as old as you, it's tricky. But I honestly think it kind of helps us sometimes being so different. Whole another beast. But, I mean, it works for us. We definitely think we could put it on the pole. Yeah, I know, I know you guys grabbed the pole a couple times uh, after the redraw. Uh, but you guys uh, looked really, really fast. Um, flashback to your younger years. I know we're jumping around a lot. Who got you into racing to begin with? My dad. I grew up watching my dad race what's called a mini cup. And then I believe it was my fifth birthday. I opened this one odd shaped box to me and opened out to me. There was a helmet and a fire suit in there. And we went quarter midget racing. That was the year they opened little Kalamazoo Speedway in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. So that, that's kind of where it all started. My dad got me into it and Bob Harder helped out. Yeah, that must have been like an awesome, uh, you said Christmas present, correct? Birthday present. Birthday, okay. Uh, yeah, but that that must have been. On that birthday. Yeah, uh, that must have been an awesome present. 
uh, for you guys. And I know uh, a little bit after the season, uh, after I told a lot of people I were getting this podcast started up, you talked to me and you mentioned a small business that you wanted me to mention. But now that you're on the podcast, uh, would you like to say anything about that? Uh, yeah, I'm working on starting. It's still in the works, picking things up still, more tools today. Um, I'm doing like small metalworking projects. They're like decoration will be a functional. We've got like a hanger rack for, it's got a shelf on it. We've got a candlestick holder. We've got a key ring holder. Soon, hopefully, you'll be seeing a website go up um, for us. That's kind of one of the things we're hoping to use to kind of help keep this going. Because as we all know, racing is not cheap. And uh, it's just one of the other ways that we're hoping to pay for it. And the way that I am trying to use my skills to pay for it. Yeah, you're right. Racing is expensive. Like, look around at a lot of racing and racing in general. Uh, yeah, it's just very expensive. Oh, yeah. But, anyways, do you have any more uh, final thoughts? Anything you want to say to all the listeners we got out here? Oh, just thanks for tuning in and listening to Matt, one of the greatest announcers for sprint cars I know. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for uh, tuning in. No, Will Fong, the best driver in the number 16 for dirt racing. I say dirt because AJ Allmendinger is a class act in the Cup Series. So, I uh, AJ Allmendinger beats me. Oh, nice. But anyways, it was uh, great to talk to you, and uh, hope to uh, see you at the track here soon. Oh, you definitely will. All right. Hey, you have a good one, man. You too, man. And that'll be all for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode four. Hope to see you again soon.